Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along. It's the Monday morning episode. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday evening. Um, have you been watching the football? The football's just been on. Um, Harry Kane broke some kind of record. Mm, yeah, he did. Um, I think he's Tottenham's top scorer ever. Tottenham's greatest ever guy. <laughs> Mr. Tottenham <laughs> Mr. Tottenham but I like the way that everyone brushes over the fact that he did everything within his power to join City only about a year ago like I think he went yeah. on strike at one point not not yeah. that I'm judging him in any way for that actually because a couple well, of things about Harry, make a living. couple of things about <laughs> Harry Kane is one is yeah he just wanted to go I don't doubt that he loves Tottenham but he just wanted to go That's hap- that happens in everyone's career you get an opportunity yeah. don't you and you go for it sometimes and the other thing is no one likes to feel controlled or trapped in any situation and so a club saying well we know what you want to do but we're simply not going to let you there's something like I react badly to situations like that and I'm sure everyone does every man I wouldn't handle want- that very well at all every man <laughs> wants to feel free don't they just last oh God, I've been I've been self-employed since I was 24. Yeah. I wouldn't have reacted to that well at all. I hate being told what to do. I mean, that that's the thing about having mm. jobs. I've written about this. Having jobs, and I've had jobs over the years, like for me, it's the little things, not the big things that really bother me. It's like being expected to be somewhere at a certain time, mm. right? And then <laughs> someone saying to you as an adult, adult to adult, oh, you've got to do this and you've got to be there at this time. You're sort of like, What? <laughs> I don't understand. Do you know what I mean? Why, why are you posing me around? I mean, I, 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 will turn up. I will turn up on time because I'm a, you know. More or less. Well, it's like you've you got to be professional, haven't you, Pat? But at the same time, it's like, stop fucking telling me what to do. And they're going, oh, you've got to stay. But I want to go because they're in the Champions League and they're going to double my wages. But having said all of that, the other thing is, listen, I don't like Tottenham that much as well documented. No West Ham, no West Ham fans that, yeah. do. But Harry Kane is a good guy. That's it. I, yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing, in ch- I mean, like West Ham fans loved, you know, all, all fans. I mean, everyone in London hates Tottenham. Chelsea, Arsenal, West Ham. <laughs> the four biggest clubs in London, right, are, I would say, Arsenal, no, well, Chelsea, Arsenal, then Spurs, then West Ham. And the funny thing is, is that all three of the other clubs all hate Tottenham more than any other club. It's quite strange. <laughs> but anyway, I won't go into there the reasons go. for that why. But yeah. Harry Kane's just like, he, he, you know, he's hard to dislike because if you look at how much the pressure of being the England captain and the English superstar of your generation has got to previous players, it's a lot to cope with. It's a huge amount to cope with the attention and scrutiny and pressure that yeah. comes with being that number one guy, like in the past yeah. was Rooney and Owen and before that, the likes of Shearer or Lineker and fucking Harry Kane is, he's always been scoring goals and he has never put a foot out of line. And he's always just been nice and decent to people, hasn't he? Yeah. He's Do you never know what I mean? done anything bad to anybody. No, he just seems he's like, a, he's a just, bad word for anyone. No. And I'm sure the papers have tried to fucking trip him up loads of times, especially mm. when he was younger, they'd have been looking, 
But they couldn't find it. He's just like a decent bloke, so it's hard to begrudge him his success, really, isn't it? Good for him. Good for, <laughs> Good him. for him. And that's enough football. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> I'll update on the predictions while we're doing football, if <clears throat> you want, which is mainly because I did very well at the weekend and nobody else did. Um, I got eight points. Um, Results Spot got three. You got two. Oh, eight um, points? How did you pick those eight, up, mate? Well, I, pre- I predicted Millwall won, Sunderland won. Fucking hell. And that came true. So, so that's a sixer. Six the, oh, okay. That's a sixer. That's a sixer. Um, I'm now on 87. Results spots on 76. And you're on 61. I am way out of the fucking running you're at this stage. Yeah, yeah. This it's is, but, good this is gearing up to be my worst ever season. And this is probably I mean, what, our fifth, fifth, possibly sixth season. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, it's almost our fifth birthday for this podcast. When, whenever it was. I think it might have been May. I've got a really, I've got a really a sweet, lovely idea for how we can celebrate okay. with our um, okay. fans. Are you going to share it with us now? Or? Yeah, this is a message to the fans. To mark this occasion, we will be accepting one-off cash payments. That's it. That's my idea. <laughs> <laughs> March the nineteenth, which is uh, a Sunday this year, that will be our fifth birthday. So there you go. Well, I think um, we should deep dive episode one of Top Flight Time Machine in the most self-indulgent and meta <laughs> podcasting podcast uh, episode of all time. Yeah, yeah, that might be a good idea. Mm. I like that. So that's that. Um, I mean, the more, the less interested I become in football, the better I get at predicting. It seems that's yeah because so that yeah, could that, be something. Well, that's just because you're using more. You're going from your gut. Instinct. Predicting. If you're watching football and paying attention, then you try to think what's going to happen. But there is no logic to football scores. You just have to follow your instincts, and you're doing that more. It's Holy a bit heart. like it's like in Star Wars when Obi Wan tells him to shut his eyes while he's flying his spaceship. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm coughing because I'm um, ill. Yes, I noticed that. That's <clears throat> fine. You can cough all you want. Uh, <clears throat> oh. Hang on now, a bit of a rabies-related content. Content. Yeah. Um, Graham IFS, forty-three years and seven months old, says, uh, "Hello, Sam and Andy. Love the pod. Uh, sorry if this is the hundredth time you've had this. It is not. It's the first time you've had this. But all this rabies chat unearthed a childhood memory of a terrifying episode mm. of Bergerac." Oh. Where some infected monkeys get on the loose on Jersey, oh. and Jim Bergerac has to deal with them. Oh, we have got to wrap this into our into our oh. rabies deep dive and do one episode just on this. It's called the deadly virus. He says, "I guess they couldn't afford a license the license to use the proper rabies brand." Yeah, because it was owned by um, yeah. it was owned by Sony. Right, the, 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 yeah, the, the time it was. Yeah, so yeah. Sony had acquired it, and then I think later Michael Jackson ended up buying it, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just looking to see if it's on YouTube anywhere. Bergerac, the deadly virus. Fuck, I, I bet it's not on YouTube. I feel like we've not really. Episodes. We've not spoken. Full episodes of Bergerac on YouTube, is there? Yeah, there must be. You gotta get oh, Bergerac somewhere. It's on. It's on. It's on the the. the Excellent YouTube alternative, dailymotion.com. And that specific episode is on there, is it? 59, epi- 59 minutes long. Right. Bergerac, series, f- series five, episode five, The Deadly Virus. I'll, uh, I'll probably watch that tonight, I imagine. 
Well, I'm going to watch Happy Valley tonight. Do you watch Happy Valley? No, sorry. Everyone oh, says really? you watch Happy Valley and uh, I just don't. It makes you want to not watch it. No, I will watch it because obviously when everyone loves the show, I you know, you've got to, you've got to give in to that and watch it. But um, I just, I'm always watching other things and I, I tend to sort of like have a prejudice against anything that's just on terrestrial British television. So I just like, I don't watch <laughs> right. that unless... There yeah. becomes like a, do you call it a critical mass of people bombarding you with positive thoughts about it? And then you go, right, let's watch yeah. it. But I'll have to wait for a lot for a while. Well, if you've never watched it, hang on. No, I, no, I recognise that. I recognise that. What a thing, Jim. It's a really, genuinely, really good theme tune. That's there. 59 minutes long. I absolutely love that theme tune and the intro in particular. And I remember it's a sort of an animated graphic of Jersey emerges on the screen, doesn't it? As as that kicks off. Absolutely love it. Definitely will watch that. I'm I'm just skimming through it. I can't see any monkeys. Can't see any monkeys anywhere. That'd be good. I'll watch that. Bergerac, the deadly virus. Oh, it's just part one. Is it a two-parter? Oh, I don't know how to do some more research into that. But that's a very good email. Thank you very much, uh, Graham, for sending that in. Um, so, yeah, a bit of rabies content for you there. Someone also has um, suggested the best tin opener. Oh, yeah, that's because um, there was Zoom in wankers looking at my tin opener when I posted the picture of the custard oh, was your on tin Friday's there, episode. Was yeah, there was like, right. I took this picture of the custard, right, as you know, and you took a picture of your custard, and the custard episode went down a storm, by the way, so thanks for that. There will be a custard final at some point, not today, because we haven't got it ready. And I took a picture, and the, pro- the problem is, Andy is that now it's so difficult posting things, any image on uh, um, on social mm. because of the the scourge of zooming wankers who don't, they don't e- they even ignore you saying, I will block any zooming wanker. Yeah, yeah, and so, still do it. So I crop it thinking, I just can't be bothered with anything other than the custard being in this shot. Mm. But of course, the tin opener's there because I've opened the tin of custard. Oh, I see. You, so, you didn't pre-vet your picture well enough, did you? No, but you never. See what well, you sort of almost it. never can. I even got comments on, huh, nice spoon. That's a power play. Spoon handle's a bit long, so yeah, someone say. That's a power play. That is a power Fuck play. Off. It's like, I know. Huh, don't think I'm not noticing, mate. I'm watching you right now. I can see spoon. Well, let me tell you, Zoom in wankers, if you think that's a clever power play while well, you sit, Wherever the fuck it is you are, right, in your pants, getting your kicks out, zooming in on my spoon and my tin opener, why don't you fucking contact me direct? I'll give you my fucking address if you want, or I'll meet your neutral yeah. ground and we'll have one yeah. punch each, right? But I'll yeah. go first. I always go first. That's my policy. That's your rule. Right? Yeah. And then we see, out on the cobbles, right? And then, then, then we'll talk about what you think about my fucking tin opener. I'll come round... I'll fucking bring my tin opener with me and I'll open you up like a tin of fucking beans, mate. I'll open your fucking, your fucking ball sack up when it, I finish it. Yeah, exactly. And spill your testes out onto the cobbles. <laughs> I mean, I always know. I mean, with that one the other day, I even checked that there was nothing reflected in the spoon. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. I mean, this is what we've been doing. We're grown men. Why have we been driven to this? It's like we're living in a big brother state. We're terrified of even showing reflections of our home. Come on, grow yeah. the fuck up, people. Yeah. Says, Having said that, says though, the man who's from... just made a podcast reviewing custard, that notwithstanding. Yeah. Having said that, there is um, this email from Russ P, who uh, he says, I, I got one of these battery operated tin openers for mm. the Doris's mum as a bit of a piss tier gift. But mm. it turned out to be so good, I got one for myself. I mean, that, does, one of that these, does sound good. And a four pack of lithium AA batteries, and you will not look back. And he's also sent a video. Yeah. Which I'm just going to try and open now. Oh, 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 I think he's done a fucking review of it or something. Oh, fucking oh, hell. It's a, it's a minute and 20 long. Oh, no, we haven't got time now. for that, but maybe we'll watch it in but, our private um, time. Thanks for that. And uh, there's a link. It's the hands yeah, I mean, automatic. Uh, don't get me opener. wrong. I've always fancied the idea of an electric uh, tin opener. Who hasn't? I've never really, I've just never got round to it. But of course, of course I like that idea. It I'm looks not like you just attach the, it, you attach it onto the tin, press no, the button, and it it's it's like one of them little robot vacuum cleaners. It just uh, does it while you stand back, and then you fuck off. That's what I'd say yeah. if I was doing it on QVC. It could, the shops. it could be simpler. Attach it to your tin, press go, then fuck off and do what you want. Go and have a wank if you want when you come back. Hey presto, you take your fucking your beans. Off. Your beans are ready to open to fucking pour in the tin. You cunt. <laughs> Oh, I wish I did have a QVC channel. Having said that, it's 15 quid. So I don't know if it's worth it, but um, I'll watch his video. Mm. Does it open Frey Bentos Big Tin Pies? We're on the Amazon page now, by the way. Right. We're looking at the questions and answers on Amazon, which is one of the best parts of Amazon. Yeah. Uh, does it open Frey Bentos Big Tin Pies? Of course it fucking uh, does. Someone's replied, Hi there, I've never been able to get it to open the Frey Bentos tins, and I always end up having to use my old tin opener to do this. Apart from the free Bentus tins, it works brilliantly on everything else. Mm. So that's probably a bit of a negative there. Depends how um, often you... I mean, I haven't had a free Bentus tin in fucking years. And I, I won't because it, they're meat, but, um, but uh, you know, it depends. When you're, buying a, when you're buying a tin opener, you've got to think, what's the, what's the type of tin I open most regularly? I mean, mm. I'm, I'm so pampered now in the modern world we live in is that I get annoyed... Probably the tin I open most regularly is just tin tomatoes, to be honest, because you use it in so many different cooking scenarios. And mm. some brands we get are the like do, do you have the, ring pull. Tin of chopped or, or plum? For me, I always prefer chopped. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just I just don't want to chop them myself. Why should, that's what I'm saying. I'm lazy and pampered. Why the fuck should I chop a potato uh, tomato myself? I wonder right. if you if you vigorously shake a tin of plum tomatoes before yeah. you open it, they come out chopped. Yeah. Well, like that. You know what about that machine they had in? in uh, I think it was in the seventies that would scramble the egg inside the fucking eggshell for you. So really? you, yeah, you didn't have to crack it open and scramble it. You stick it in some fucking machine man. and it just it scrambles it, and then it just comes o- out scrambled. Open, comes out scrambled. Why don't you shake the egg in your in, a, in your hand or mm. in a sock? Maybe yeah. I mean, if you couldn't afford the machine, you could do it manually. But <coughs> excuse me. Um, 
Fucking right, right. hell, someone's, uh, someone else says, will this deal with ring pull cans, which seem to be on the increase? Yeah, well, this days? is what I'm saying. They are on the increase, and I've got quite used to them. So now, mm. if we get the brand, maybe like, because we get our shopping delivered, right? And I'm like, uh, so sometimes they do replacement items, and sometimes it'll be, we didn't get our usual brand of tomatoes, so we've got the tomatoes that don't have ring pull, so I've got to fucking open them. And I'm like this. Mm. Oh, fucking hell. Fucking what? Fuck. And my wife be like, what? What's Again? the matter? And I'll be like this. Out of tomatoes, aren't we? I was going to make tomato pasta, but we're out of tomatoes. We've got tomatoes. Well, yeah, yeah after a fashion. What are you talking about? Well, we've got those fucking tomatoes. But there's, I, a, there's a tin there with tomatoes yeah, in, but the, fuck knows how I, to get into them. Do I look like Do I look like I've got fucking time to start opening a tin myself? Or am I a caveman? Who right? do you think I am, Jeff Kipps? Fuck it. Fuck it, I'll get a takeaway. I'm get kids, I'm getting Uber Eats. Uh, because mum didn't get the right fucking tomatoes, that's why. Right, we're at, what, what's everyone want? Margarita? Yeah, American Heart, all right, come on. Um, it's sort of very much in the category of me buying a film on Sky because I can't be bothered going to get the DVD out of the cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> it's that Fuck level laziness. Know. No, I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not that bad, but it does, I do... I do resent it when I don't have the um, ring pull cans. The ring pull cans are one of my favourite things about living in the 21st century. Modern world. Yeah. I don't think this is for you. And you, you want to seem to eradicate the tin opener altogether. Well, as long as you have to open tins manually, I'd rather have an yeah. electric one, obviously. The they're not free of Bentos. So I'll look into it. And I never have free Bentos pies, so... Although well, I can't imagine it, wanting to open a free Bentos not to eat, but just for the fun of it, just for the, the nostalgic rush of it. Yeah. Well, as I say, someone says, will this deal with ring pull cans, which seem to be on the increase these days? My current manual opener has real problems with them. Will this do it? Um, and one of the replies yeah. is, why would you even ask? Just use yeah. the ring pull as yeah. it was invented for. Yeah. And then, this is from Philip A. Brennan. And he oh, then adds, like I'm disabled and just use oh. the back end of a teaspoon. Oh. Just be inventive. Oh, hang on. Oh, it's all right to say that. I'm just reading out what he said. Oh, I thought I'd just called the disabled geezer a cunt for a minute. No, no, the disabled one's ploughing into this one that doesn't like the... um... All right, all right, yeah, uh, good, I'm on his side then. And then there's another comment from someone who says, you can also just flip it over and open it upside down, which is a good point. You don't need to use the ring pull. Good point, several um, good points, but... That good point was made... Yeah. that, That good point was made by someone called Adam Frog. (laughs) <laughs> I think there's a lot of people with um, false identity set up, especially for Amazon reviews. And yeah, fair enough, I is. might do that myself. Might Tax do it myself. Yeah. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Jalapeño. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Jalapeño. Mate, it's really important before I forget on this episode to talk about my book again, only because this is the last episode that's going out free before it's released mm. on Thursday. Oh, go for it. Yeah. Sort Your Head Out, Mental Health About All the Bollocks is out on Thursday. It is in hardback, in Kindle, and in audiobook. And I read the audiobook. And yes, I do do some voices, especially my teenage voice, right? Um <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do I have to be all mental? And uh, that, so they're all, they're, get all three if you want, get one of each, one for, and you can get it on Amazon or Waterstones or anywhere else. But if you go mm. to Barnes Bookshop online, which is my local bookshop, and email them, you can purchase a free, a signed and dedicated one. Not free, so you still pay for the book, but it's no extra cost. I will be going to Barnes Bookshop this week and sitting and signing a load and putting dedications in. So if you want to do it that way, just contact them. They're lovely people, although they're quite posh and they're a bit um, worried about the fact that it says bollocks on the front of the book. But other than that, it's yeah, all going well. Did they, did they say they were going to put it in the front window? or they... Still don't know. Still don't know. No. No. Still don't know about that. Uh, but I do know that a guy who I went to school with, who I'm just friends with on Facebook, I don't think I've actually seen him since I left school in 1991 but we've been friends on facebook for a few years we weren't good mates he was just in my tutor group and he today said on facebook i've i never buy books but i've bought one today uh because i think it's going to help me and then about and and then about an hour later he was being mysterious about an hour later he posted a picture of my book and i went to him oh thanks for that mate where did you get it from? It's not out till Thursday. I was surprised because I've only got one copy in my possession. I've been carrying one copy around to all the all the different publicity things I'm right. doing. And people go, oh, can I keep it? I go, no, I've only got fucking one. The publisher's only given me one no. so far. And he's got one. And he said he walked into Barnes Bookshop, my local bookshop, and just went, I know you've got that book by Sam Delaney because he says he's done the, the official deal with you for signed copies. Give us one. And they were like... It's not out till Thursday. And he went, yeah, but I bet you got some out back. And they went, well, we have, but it won't be signed. And he went, I'm not bothered about that. I know him anyway. I'll get him to sign it if I want. All right. And they went, oh, very well. And they went and fucking got him one from out back and sold it to him. Whoa. Yeah. Embargo breakers. Yeah, exactly. Fucking, I don't know what to think about that. Nor do I. I mean, mainly I just think when a sale's a sale, but I didn't think that Barnes Bookshop would be bending the rules like that. They didn't strike me as those kind of people. It reminds me a bit of the Spanish fellas who put Prince Harry's book on sale yes. three days early. And yeah. And was reading it and translating it from the Spanish. Yeah, we heard something about Thursday, Tuesday. Who knows? What are days anyway? What Did you see what the guy said? He put it on sale. Mm. Hey, I gotta make a living. <laughs> that might be what Barnes Bookshop are saying, although they're very Maybe much the opposite of this and that, uh, or so I thought at least. Yeah. The interesting thing about this guy uh, though, who from Facebook who bought it, I thought, oh, I wonder what he'll make of it because, as you know, I write a little bit about my school days in there. And what's interesting about this bloke, I was never really mates with him, but I was thinking about who he was mates with, 
and his two best mates, his two best mates, I remember vividly, were Little Elvis and <gasps> and Tree Shitter. Fucking hell, what a combination. Yeah, so he's going to read this book. He's going to be thinking, oh, yeah, Sam Delaney, I went to school with him. We were never that close, but his book might be interesting. He picks it up, skims to the bit about school to see if there's anything he recognises. The whole bit's just about his two best mates. So, luck- yeah. luckily, I had to change the names for legal reasons. Uh, not you didn't that change I- Little Elvis's name, did you? Right, well, I-, I didn't change Little Elvis, no. Of course you can't <laughs> but I changed his real work, name. Then. I changed his real name. Um... <laughs> Yeah, oh, I mean, real name, did he? I, 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 I didn't. Well, I, you know, I didn't. I put in the original book their real names, but the there's a the publishers have a legal read, and they say you've got to change all these names. I even had to change. I even had to change Pancho's name. I know. I've read it. At one point, yeah. I thought I was going to have to change my own fucking name. <laughs> I've read it, and I'll say this: it's a fucking good book. Yeah, so cheers, mate. Just take it from him. Take it from me. Yeah, thanks, man. Copy. But I will be, I mean, I've read it already. I've got an early proof copy of it, but I'll be reading, uh, not reading. I'm going to listen to the audio book. Oh, yeah. I'll choose to get that. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, it's very good. Thanks, mate. Because right. I, I don't spend enough of my time listening to you <laughs> throughout the week. <laughs> Here we go, fucking mental. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really appreciate that, mate. That's really above and beyond. Um, so when's it out? So it's out on Thursday. It's out on Thursday the 9th. Right. And hopefully... Mm. There's been some pre-orders because then the publisher will, will be pleased with me and let me do another book. Yeah, I hope so. That'll be good. Yeah. Um, in in the same uh, you know area, the woman has been identified who took Prince Harry's virginity. Who we speculated oh, about. Do you remember? I took oh, this morning. I went to the shop to get a paper, and while I was there, I saw this on the front cover of the sun and I think the mail and I quickly got my phone out and started taking pictures of the front page <laughs> of the papers and the geezer was like what do you want and I was like oh nothing I'm just buying this but I'm, I'm taking a picture of the other ones he goes well which ones are you buying I said I'm buying this one but I just wanted photos of that one and he goes why and I said you weirdo yeah you fucking weirdo I said I know it looks weird but you've got to understand mate it says here I'm the older woman who took Harry's virginity. Digger driver, Sasha, yes. 40, yes. tells Earl on Sunday the full extraordinary story. She's a digger driver. Love that was it. digger driver. Yeah. The sexiest I job out there. I don't think she was then. I don't think she was then, but she's not happy. Uh, she says it was surreal to have finally been exposed. I must say I'm not reading this from The Sun. I'm reading this from The Telegraph's uh, website. Yeah. Not only am I not... I'm, I'm not subscribed to Telegraph. I'm using uh, a website called uh, Twelve Foot Ladder. Oh, I saw which you can this. Use yeah, to get around. Yeah, because I, um, I, I did a piece wall. in the Telegraph and and posted it, and people were like, "Can you please send a link?" Right. Yeah. I want the link. It's like fucking find I can't it yourself. Read this. And then they go like this. Then they find the link and they go, "This is behind the paywall." And I'm like, "What do you want from me, for fuck's sake?" But then someone did post yeah. that that twelve foot ladder thing, which I was quite impressed by. Right. Yeah, it doesn't work on the Times website, but it works on most of the others. Uh, so she says uh, it was surreal to have been exposed, and then panic set in, prompting her to seek legal advice. She said. I don't understand why he went into such detail. He could have said he lost his virginity and left it at that, but he described how it happened in a field behind a pub. That's fine, as as if, if you're not the other person involved, but if you're me, you suddenly feel as though your world is getting a bit smaller. 
first of all, he didn't name her in the he book. He didn't name you. She's the one that's come out and named herself. He did. Well, so, they, they would have found out and they would have said, um, to be fair, John Pigface would have called her up. Since that book came out, every John Pigface in the employ of Mr. Murdoch and the fucking man and everyone else would have been briefed. Go out and find who it was who had it off with him. Fucking find her or you're out of a job. So they've all been out. We, we think it might be Mel B, so ask her first. Yeah. If not, it's obviously Katie Price, right? <laughs> so they've they've called they've they've they found her because someone's grasped her because obviously people will know there'll be people out. Yeah, everyone knows. They found her and they've given her a choice. They've called her up, and go, oh, it's John Pigface here from uh, the the newspapers. Now we have found out it was you what had it off of Prince Harry. Congratulations. We have well we were like <laughs> we were, have won the jackpot. We will either monster you, at, like <laughs> to a horrendous extent, right? We will monster you relentlessly for the next fortnight and dig up everything. Possibly to your grave. Probably to your grave. It will have a devastating impact on your mental health. However, we will simultaneously be doing promotional campaigns around mental health in the same copy of the paper. (laughs) So we will hound you to your grave and you will be paid nothing. (laughs) Or you can do an interview with us. Right, in which you complain about it and we pay you some money and we'll monster you slightly less badly. That's your choice. That's your choice. What is it? What do you want? That's your life now. Yeah, that's your life. It's just happened. Oh, no, I understand you're upset and it must be very confusing, but I must push you to make a decision because if not, I have been instructed by my paymasters to monster you to an early grave. (laughs) Do you want some money or not? So she's had to, and she's had to complain because they would have even cajoled her into that because there's no drama if she just goes, yes, it was me. (laughs) Bit of fun. Good luck to you, Harry. I I often think about our time together, but whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm pleased to see that you're now married and happy. Right? They don't want that. They don't want that. They want her to have a fucking get, try and complain and create more drama. More, More drama. Um, he was 16 at the time and she was 18 turning 19 the following day it was on her birthday eve oh lovely it does sound lovely Lovely touch I mean one thing's for sure you and I could not sit here and look at a picture of this lovely lady uh, and uh, and learn that she was a digger driver yeah and, and honestly say that if we had been 18 and she'd approached us in the pub wanting to have it off in the field out back in the field around the back yeah she wouldn't have barely been able to get the words out of her mouth before I'd been out in that field pulling my trousers down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and giving her, further down and the... giving her fair warning that I was a two-pump pirate. Yeah. I've gone for... I mean, she, she's gone into detail about it all in the story as well, so... Yeah. Yeah. She's not that embarrassed about it then. <laughs> Meanwhile, Rupert Everett, the actor has claimed that Prince Harry did not lose his virginity that night, but in another country, teasing in an interview with the Telegraph that he knew the identity of the woman in question. I'm just putting it out there that I know, said Rupert Everett. <laughs> That's a curveball we wasn't expecting. Uh, but anyway, the woman in question, um, what's her name, Sophie? Sasha, Sasha Walpole, mm. 40-year-old mother of two, digger driver. She's swapped the world of horses to follow in her father's footsteps and become a digger driver, which is a far, far sexier job. 
think we all agree. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Than, than, than working with horses. Well, there we go. So that 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 solved. Well done, Harry. Well done, her. I hope that you are not hounded relentlessly for the rest of your days. I can't see why that she would be. No, I Can think you? that she's played the game with them now. She's yeah. played the game, and they'll hopefully back off. And uh, we just all applaud we wanted her. was the info. We just we just wanted a name. We've got that. That's all we want. We're we going to walk away now. We We're appla- quite happy. We applaud her. We applaud Harry. And most of all, and this is really important, Andy. You probably don't need to remind him, but it is important to remember is that you should really, at every opportunity you get, applaud Meghan Markle for everything she does and everything she stands for, simply because it antagonises the worst people. The worst people in this country. It's the quickest way to antagonise the the worst people in society. And you really must always go out of your way. Even, I mean, even while I'm doing this book publicity at the moment, you know, I'm uh, doing bits on radio and telly. For me, the intention is get in, promote the book, and then hopefully before you leave, just say something as positive as possible about Meghan Markle. Yeah, yeah. Because we're not that, being that, we're not being true to ourselves if we don't do that. That in itself is going to generate more publicity. For the, it is for the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so exactly. I might do my okay. next book just about Meghan Markle and how awesome she is. Because yeah. actually, I do think she is, her and Harry. I think you they're fucking make blinding. Like, you could make it like the Damned United, where it's actually a work of fiction, but it's got oh, real people in it. That's the one. Yeah, I met a bloke uh, last week or the week before who'd done a book like that. Uh, it was a fictional book, but it was about Uriah Rennie. Do you remember the referee? Wow. The only yeah. ever black Premier League referee. And, yeah. and this guy did a book. Uh, it was very cri- well critically reviewed. I'm trying to remember the name of it. But yeah, he did a damned United number on old uh, Uriah Rennie, mate. And apparently it's, it's, called a, it's a cracking show. Re- yeah. Cracking read, apparently. Wow. Yeah, he was a lovely bloke as well, the bloke who wrote it. So that might be worth a read. That's a little recommendation oh, for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Nice yeah, it's one. supposed to be Novel great. biography, it says. Yeah. Is it is it in collaboration with Uriah Rennie? Or is I don't it, know. I don't know if he gave him the uh, licensing rights. I don't know who owns the licensing <laughs> rights to Uriah Rennie. For all we know, it's Sony or the estate of Michael it Jackson. Sony. It could, it could be, be Paul, whoever's... Paul McCartney. He tends to go in for that sort of thing. Yeah, well, yeah, it, was well, a, he was... it was in the uh, early noughties, actually, and... Um, and I just and someone came to me and suggested that I buy the rights to the referee Uriah Rennie, and I just happened to be watching Sky Sports at the time. It was uh, Southampton versus Blackburn Rovers, if I remember, in the League Cup, and I just thought he had a wonderful presence around him. So I uh, I made a few calls. I got my business manager, and it only took about a week. And ever since, I've owned the rights to Uriah Rennie. In fact, um, he lives in my house with me now. He'd only he'd, he'd only been refereeing for about three months at the time, so I thought this is going to be one for the future. A I good got investment. In, I, I got in there early and cheap. If I'd left it even another few months in his profile addressing, it would have cost me a few million more. So as as always, I uh, I was lucky enough to make shrewd decisions when it came to business. But I mean, a far cry from uh, when I was still wet behind the ears at Apple Corp, and I accidentally <laughs> invested in Electric Eric. Um, which turned out to be a very sour investment, but I always blame John for that. Um, I've had much more luck with Uriah Rennie, who uh, I not only sold the novelization rights for to a young writer a few years ago, um, he also has collaborated behind the scenes on a lot of my music since then. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm going to get that book. That looks good. You're sure. By Ashley Hickson Lovins. Andy, do you have um, do you, do you have many rags in your house? Do you keep rags? I don't have very many rags at all. No, I've sometimes on on occasion ripped up an old t-shirt to mm. use as a rag. Yeah, but I think when I moved house, I think I de-ragged. What you just did a a, a rad, rag clear out? I just out. thought I I don't use these rags anymore, and I got mm. rid. I I don't have a lot I, of rags. I got but, some. Well. We've um, I found next to my bed a load of what looked like rags, right? But it turned out that they were dirty old cloths. But it did occur to me that sometimes yeah. a dirty old cloth sort of over time becomes a rag. Well, I was going to say, I've got lots of dusters and I've got dishcloths. If they're quite old and, and they've I, been washed a lot of times. I don't, fe- I don't really feel the need to use rags anymore. But it's nice to have them just in case. You never know. Well. Um, I I like a rag. Do you, do you remember the bit in The Simpsons where they're all fantasising about their futures and mm. and Lisa imagines that she's going to be the first female president and yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And, but, but all Bart imagines is that he becomes the world's fattest man. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like corpulent and he's in bed and he says, another one of my favourite ever lines, he says to... Can I sit along with you? Yeah. I wash myself, myself with a rag on a stick. stick. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's become my son Lenny's favourite line as well, right? Brilliant. And uh, he says it a lot. And there was all these cloths. I think my my good wife had washed, like, all the the cloths, right? Mm. And there was about about ten cloths. I mean, I've talked before. I love cloths, too. We've discussed cloths. I think we once got our cloths out on a live stream. It was a really great episode of our uh, monthly live stream we do for IFS Turbo subscribers. We did some cloth reviews. Um, but these cloths, they seem to have been around. They've been around the houses. And they'd washed and they'd, they'd stiffened, Andy. You know when a, 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 a cloth stiffens a bit after a yes, wash? Yes, I do. And they were all, I don't know why, but she'd left them all near my bed. And I said, what are these rags doing this? They're not cloths. They're, ra- they're, they're not rags. They're cloths. They're just old right. cloths. I said, well, they're, they're on the verge of rags. I to said, me, that's a rag. I heard yeah. my son say from the next room, I wash myself with a rag on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> and then he ran in to see the rags. <laughs> but yeah. I just want to know if people have rags in their houses, if they use rags, what they mm. use them for. And if you want to send us pictures to the usual places of your favourite rags, feel free to do so, because I think a house needs a rag. Yeah, maybe I'll, um, I was going to say invest in some, but you can't really invest in them. They've got to be, they've got to develop, haven't they? Yeah, like even if I made a rag now, if I got a t-shirt or a pillowcase and ripped it up, it would kind of be a rag, but it would have to get quite old and worn before it uh, attained full rag status. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, Okay, that as well. We've got some of your uh, stories about embarrassing yourself. And getting injured while showing off. Mm. We'll have some of them on Friday. And I think we'll try and have the custard final. Yeah, so big show coming up on to. Friday, lads. And in the really meantime, good. it's going to be uh, all the R's that we're covering at the minute. That's Rabies, Rod Hull and Roy Race, oh. if you're IFS. Uh, if you're not, it'll just be some other shit we did nine months ago. Truly so a golden age. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, we really do mean that. And uh, goodbye. Goodbye.
is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.